else would you rather be than right here, right now? For Bills fans. By Bills fans. Only Buffalo is going to win it. This is the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast with Brad the Bruiser Icorn and Alex Jones. Here's Brad the Bruiser Icorn. And welcome back for another edition of the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. Brad the Bruiser Icorn, Alex Jones. Happy to be joining you. Uh, Time has flown by. Weren't we just talking about the Cincinnati Bills divisional game last year? We're already here. It's divisional time again. It's here. It's in Western New York once again. And this time, it's the Kansas City Chiefs coming to town. Before we get into last week, there's a lot to discuss on this episode. But Alex, let's revel a little bit. The Bills are hosting the Kansas City Chiefs here in the divisional round. I don't know. This sounds really sweet to say. It it really does, Brad. It's so, you know, I feel like it's one of those things we, we always heard it. You hear it one way for so long. It's like, well, you know, I guess that's just the way it's always going to be. And finally, since what, 2020, uh, Patrick Mahomes makes his return to new era stadium. And there was no one here when he was there. It was it was an empty stadium because of COVID, and the the Bills were never really in the game. It was wet. as uh, a lot of mistakes in that game. It was a completely different roster at that time. Um, I mean, I know Diggs. That was his first year on the team, but that game is so long ago, and there was not a fan in sight. I mean, it was not at a freezing cold time of the year. Things are a little bit different, and this is his very first away playoff game. It's insane because he's what in his eighth season in the league, so or seventh season in the league. I think he's twelve and three at home in the playoffs, and zero and zero on the road. It's it's insane to think about how how long he's gone without uh, without a playoff game. Like it is really it it is. You, you almost have to kick your cap to it, where it's like that team has just been so dominant yeah. that they've just been able to play at home every single game. Yes. And you know what? Hats off to them. And you know what? Part of it, too, is, and I've heard this speculated, once the salary of Mahomes starts to kick in, that lessens their ability to be able to sign and keep a lot of good players out there, that the roster's lessened a little bit. Like, look at how they've been at wide receiver this year outside of the rookie where she Rice, who's playing, of course, on a second-round rookie deal. Um, that it, it's hurt them this year, and that's why, you know, they've slid back that they're not the one seed, that they're coming in as a as a three seed into Buffalo. Yeah, and it, it, it like you said, Brad, when you get those big contracts on the books, it becomes much, much harder for you to be able to keep those guys around. Um, and it is a Ricky Rice, a guy you were off very early when he back when he back in his high school days. Yes. Um so it it, it, it is one of those things that you do lose those you do lose those uh, elite players that you can go after, you know. And I mean it, it also hasn't seemed like the cheap year. It seems like a lot of things have gone against them. So you know what? Um, it's time for the Bills to take advantage of those deficiencies. This feels like a roster on the rise. Um, you know, a, a group that really has 
develop into something special, even though they've been, you know, a very injury-stricken team. Um, it, it seems like they're, they're moving into a new era, if it were. Well, this Sunday, we'll see what happens. The Kansas City Chiefs come to Highmark Stadium, a 6.30 kickoff here in western New York. Uh, cold temperatures, probably going to be around 24 degrees. Clear, though, no snow. So let's talk a little bit about snow. Uh, for those who don't know, this podcast, um, you know, Alex has been our linchpin. Alex, you've been in the Empire State the entire duration, although different parts. You've been in New York the entire time. You and I have been doing a podcast together. For me, let's see, when we started, we were in Dallas. Then we moved to Louisiana. And then we're doing it from Pennsylvania. Now, Phoenix, now we're just a very short distance here from Highmark Stadium. And I can tell you, visibility was, you couldn't see anything Saturday or Sunday night last week. It wasn't the accumulation. It was the visibility. There's no way they should have played a football game uh, last Sunday. No, and for the people who are like, oh, you know, the Bills should have, oh, this is soft. It's like, no, literally, it was multiple people died last year in a pretty severe blizzard. Yes. You can't expect fans and people to go out there. Like, the same people saying that, like, the Steelers probably would have had to drive a bus. They might not have made the game in time Mm -hmm. if the decisions had kept. So it's one of those things where it's like, all right, cool, you want to say those things, but at the same time, like, uh, it's difficult for anyone to even take it into the stadium, let alone, uh, let alone play a football game. Yeah, I mean, it it was nasty out, and it was great. We planned ahead. Uh, this was our second winter now here since we moved to Western New York. And uh, we were prepared to, of course, all the grocery shopping uh, the morning of. I was like, oh, I better get to the store before it hits. It wasn't supposed to hit till later. Got everything fine. Got home fine. I was like, all right, let's hunker down. And we just stayed and watched football all weekend. Um, Last weekend, can I tell you, I absolutely loved Green Bay just taking the head off the Dallas uh, Cowboys. I mean, I was in like giggling like little schoolgirl at the time. Green Bay is a real, a low-key, very fun team to watch. They they play a very fun style of football. They fly around. They have a lot of young guys. It is they they play a very fun style to watch. And so I, I agree, Brad. It was it was a lot of fun watching that game. Uh, Lions game. Yeah, it was it was a good game overall. Um, I know so many people are happy for them. Congratulations. I I won't get into it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Houston, just taking it to Cleveland. That was fun. I, I'm sick of the whole Cleveland thing. Um, nope, I, w- I was good with it. Joe Flacco, maybe not so fast on uh, signing him to some big deal to replace Deshaun Watson. I mean, who knows? But, yeah, they put that flame out pretty fast. Yeah, it's also, I, I don't know. I think it was one of those where it's just like the Texans, it's a classic thing, right? People always, when you get into the playoffs, they're like, Oh, you know, this defense is so good right now. They're gonna, mm-hmm. they're gonna blow blow them out. And then you're like, high-powered offenses are the thing that normally rules the day. Yes, defensive football is huge, but at the same time, um, you kind of need to you need to have that 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 high-powered offense to 
very pushed into it almost. Well, this weekend, uh, you know, two traditionally high-powered offenses going head-to-head here in Buffalo and Kansas City. So, I mean, a lot on the line. But before we get into this game too much, let's take some time. Let's look back at the Steelers game. This game never felt in danger at any point. From the very start to the very finish, there were some blunders here and there. Uh, a couple blocked field goals. Um, Sam Martin hurting his non-kicking leg on one of those. Uh, you know, obviously, Terrell Bernard getting carted off. A number of injuries. But there were so many good things that happened in this game. Uh, you know, the Josh Allen 52-yard run. The... Uh, Shakir long touchdown how, catch. How, by the way, how were those in the stadium, Brad? What was the insanity? All right, so uh, this is the retelling of the touchdown run. From my perspective, is I'm there with my ten year old, and he's cold. So he's at the point where he would go into these cycles throughout the game: happy, just breaking down, bawling, just giddy, happy, go Bills, crying. So he was in one of his little crying, I'm cold phases. So I'm consoling him. All of a sudden, the crowd starts erupting. I stand up, and I just see Josh Allen. I was like, holy crap! And just see him truck down the field and finish that run. That place just went purely insane. And same thing uh, on the long catch by Shakir. Uh, I was like, he's going to go. He's twisting. He's going to go. And that place just erupted. Hey. That was one of the, I feel like that was one of the crazier plays I've ever seen. Um, just from like a, a you know, like, the just F and getting out, it wasn't like some bum. It was, it was Minka Fitzpatrick, probably one of the top five safeties in the NFL right now, who just couldn't finish. Yeah. Yep. It, it's just crazy to think about how, and I, I'm I'm going to be honest, I'm very excited to see how much they start using Shakir because that felt like a moment um, where you can kind of see um, where you can kind of see what his usage could be going forward. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he, he did a great job, honestly. It was a great play by him. Um, great job keeping it alive and he ended up boring and giving what was the death blow touchdown for the Bills. Well, should be a good matchup this week here as they take on Kansas City, but like we said, fun game last week. Uh, some of the officiating though, wasn't that clearly a fumble recovery? I mean, there was a fumble. Was a fumble was, recovery? I don't. It was. It was very clearly a fumble recovery from my vantage point, from the television side of things. Yes. Like very, very, very clearly. But at the same time, I don't know. It, it felt it, that very much felt like um, you got to keep this interesting play. You know what I mean? Because if the Bills recover that fumble. The game's probably getting out of hand, and that's that's that was a you know sort of a death blow play. Whereas, I, I, you know, you hate to think like, oh, the NFL is rating games, but a lot of times it's like, hey, you know what? Like, is there is there enough as evidence to prove this? I don't think so. So I think they'll sometimes not not again not fix games, but if it's like. 
all right, do we actually have definitive proof? No? Okay, well then we'll just not call it. Even though it was pretty definitive that Bale Inspector had the ball. Yeah, I, I think it was perfectly clear that he had it, but... Regardless, uh, Spectre's a no-go for this one. So uh, injuries definitely concerning this week for the Bills. Several players ruled out in this one. That includes Gabe Davis. He's going to be out. Christian Benford is out. Taylor Rapp is out as well. Yeah, that those are a lot of injuries for uh, a team headed into the postseason. I, uh, I'm not overly concerned. Um, because Buffalo's been able to get other players and pieces to step up. I look at Kyir Elam. Uh, you know, he had that pick in the end zone. Uh, I mean, he, when he's come to play, I mean, he's he's a ball hockey. He's going to be right there. He's uh, he's going to be all over his man. Maybe too much sometimes, but uh, it's good to see him shine. I've met him before in person. Nice kid. I really hope he turns out. I. I thought he legitimately had a very good game after the interception. Like, I, I thought he had... That's when he settled yeah, in, I think. You know, it almost was like a, a confidence booster where he's like, I do have this. Like, I am who I thought I was this whole time. And it's got to be it's got to be tough for him being a first-round pick and getting having a sixth-round pick and a seventh-round pick starting over him. You know, that's got to be a tough mental thing. Also, everything we saw and heard from the draft coming of him coming out was he's going to need two to three years before he puts it all together. He had, um, you know, he had a lot of growth, and he just needed to uh, honestly develop as a player. And you know what? I think he did that. This is the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. Follow us across our social media platforms, across X or Twitter, whatever you want to call them these days. At DHS Buffalo, at TW Callahan DHS, at Bills Bruiser. Uh, and uh, you can find us online at Facebook.com slash Buffalo Bills Draft House and DraftHouseSports.com. We'll welcome in now uh, a special guest here. He flew all the way up from Phoenix, Arizona. My dad, Mark Eichhorn, a Buffalo native. I went to Williamsville South for a year. How is it being back here in the Buffalo cold? Or tell tell all our uh, listeners here at least. Hey, it's bringing back memories of my childhood, <laughs> growing up in Williamsville. Your childhood and probably why you don't live here anymore, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're liking the airs of playing golf in the winter. Hey, Alex, uh, it's good to hear your voice. I listen to you guys every week. And I think the last time I see you, you were coming off a championship in your uh, league as a as a player. So good to be back with you. Yeah, good to be back with you as well. And always great to hear from you. Must be nice to be able to get those rounds in not on a virtual, but a real golf course, huh? Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. And hey, I am pumped, you guys, about the Bills. Um, I've been following, you know, as a lifelong Bills fan, used to... Used to go to War Memorial, as we used to call it back in the in the days with uh, my dad as a as a kid, and uh, been watching the injury report. And I heard you guys talking about it. What um, makes me feel good about this D is um, Coach McDermott has them playing. Their their culture is next man up, and that has truly been the case this year. They have stepped up every time. You know, Milano went down. Um, 
Tredavious went down, next man up. They've been awesome. And for that reason, and then with uh, with uh, the uh, run game coming into play, I'm really bullish on them winning this game. And so is a lot of the national media. Yeah, and I, I think on the injury side of things, with Tyrell Dawson being questionable, Terrell Bernard, be, I think Tyrell Dawson wasn't even questionable at the end. Russell Douglas, um, a lot of guys for this game. Obviously, there's a lot of guys out. Um, never like to see in a big game specifically like this where you got you know you got a lot on the line. Um, but it, it seems like the Bills are kind of getting healthy at the right time. All right, let's steer towards the Kansas City game a little bit. Pittsburgh's behind us. They won. They moved on. Doesn't matter anymore in my, my opinion. All that matters is the game that's in front of you. So with this Kansas City game here. The one player that we did not see the last time these two teams met in early December was Isaiah Pacheco. How much of a difference do you think having him in this lineup is going to make uh, going against a banged-up Bills defense? I, I think it's big. You know, Isaiah Pacheco is an amazing running back. He, he's one of those guys who's uh, really fun to watch. He was one of my picks last weekend. Uh, made me a little bit of money with an anytime touchdown score. Um he runs as if he's angry at the turf itself. He, he's mad at God for creating turf beneath his feet. Um, and he runs hard. He's a really good running back. He's also kind of a proof in the pudding of, well, maybe we shouldn't take running backs in the first round anymore. Um, you can kind of find them anywhere. Um, but he is a guy who is a big part of Kansas City's offense. You know, he does a lot for that team and what they like to do. Um, I think it's going to be having him back is big. It makes them last one dimensional. That being said, the Bills against two pretty good running backs last week really shut Najee Harris and uh, the other running back. I had him fantasy to Jalen. I can't remember. And not, not Hilaire Edwards. Uh, no, I mean uh, Pittsburgh. Najee Harris. Oh, and, uh, Warren, uh, right? Jalen Warren. Yep. Uh, the Bills shut them down last week. They really shut that run game down and forced uh, Pittsburgh to be one-dimensional, which is how they were going to win that game. Um, and I, I think the Bills have – this defense has been so good against the run that it, it's going to be huge being – when – when Kansas City's at their most successful, they're able to get that run game going. They're able to use uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as a as a spacer back, and Isaiah Pachanko as a sort of workhorse, and then they're able to get him um, up and really force us into a you know a situation that uh, Kansas City doesn't want, where they take away you know a big piece of their offense. Uh, I think that's a very advantageous. Uh, position for the Bills to be in. Yeah. Hey, Brad, if you don't mind me saying, I I was going to say the almost the verbatim what uh, Alex just said, that the one thing really consistent about this defense is that line and stopping the run. They've been awesome, as well as creating pressure on the quarterback. That They've been stars. Yes. Uh, I mean, they've been able to get home all year. Um, I really am interested this offseason to see what they do with Leonard Floyd because I, I would love to keep this guy around. And I think this game 
I'm going to call it. This is going to be the game where we're going to see a Von Miller coming back party. This is a game where Von Miller, it may be just one hit. It might be one play, but you're going to see Von Miller make some kind of impact in this game. I I agree, Brad. You know, it it felt like we've been ramping up to this point where, you know, Von's going to take play. Uh, He was really, you know, he was really... uh, seemed to pick things up at the end of the game last week. You know, he, he really, we, he got that pressure on Mason Rudolph, got right in his face, um, and almost caused the sack there. couldn't, unfortunately, get him wrapped up, hit him with so much force, and sent Mason Rudolph, like, I don't know, six yards back. So it, it's one of those things where I, I think the Bills have, honestly, Exactly what McDermott and Bean were thinking when they activated that. You know what? We're just gonna eat, we're gonna take our lumps on him during the regular season, and he's gonna get ramped up by the time the postseason gets around. And this is exactly why you sign a guy like like uh, Vaughn Miller. You know, you you spend all that money to basically get a guy who's gonna come in and make the big play in the moment you need. You know. I agree that I think we're going to see a big moment from Vaughn Miller in this game, whether it be early or late. Boy, I think I think you guys make a great point. I hadn't even considered uh, Vaughn because you know he, again he's uh, been relatively quiet, but I think he's got the drive and the experience, those two intangibles, that will allow him. To, to ramp it up, and I, I think he's probably been very cautious, having gone through a traumatic injury, you know, just a year ago, and uh, I think you make a great point, Alex, that it's time he's going to ramp it up and, and really go here. And, and I, I think, too, you know, knowing, playing so many games in the AFC West for the Broncos, like, I'm sure he's very familiar with what the Chiefs are going to want to do. So, you know what, this is a, a whole nother level for him. Just an, a little bit of extra motivation um, on top for uh, facing off against this, uh, a former divisional opponent. And don't get me wrong, I don't think he needs the extra uh, Obviously, he's an NFL player getting paid millions. But, but that every little bit helps. Hey, what's your what's your uh, you two guys? Uh, what's your take on the office side? What do you what do you expect to see, and what do you think are key items? Um, I heard it put out this week, and I'm going to agree that I think Josh Allen running the football has to be a factor in this one. I don't think they need him to rip off a 52 yard run. That'd be nice and all. But getting his legs involved, I think, is going to be a crucial part early, loosen up the defense a little bit and take some shots downfield. Yeah, I agree. I think you got to get the run game going. Uh, basically, it's been felt that the Bills have had their most success on offense when they play a dual style. They're able to get the run going and get the pass going. The Bills had success getting the run against Kansas City uh, in their first matchup, and I expect to see more of the What do you think on the offensive side for the Bills? I think getting a good dose of James Cook in there is crucial. Yeah, you know, I really love with the changing of the offensive coordinator. Um, I think uh, 
uh, the offensive coordinator has called a really good game. And the balance, uh, where we're balanced, where we weren't in previous years, run past this will help us against uh, Kansas City, who's, who's got a decent off, uh, decent defense. Um, yeah, Spagnuolo's done a good job yeah, with him, with yeah, them. Yeah, you know, um, I know we don't have uh, Gabe Davis, but uh, which what I like about him, big, tall guy that stretches the defense and takes some pressure off of Diggs. But I think the, uh, the Kansas City defense will see we've got other weapons which will help Diggs, and boy, I tell you, I just love watching Diggs out there. He does the small stuff that, uh, you know, just makes him so valuable. So, you know, I expect to see a great balance on offense. I think uh, Cook's good. We just got to make sure it's protect that ball. Turnovers, 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 you know. And they played a real solid game uh, in that aspect against Pittsburgh. Um also, it'll be interesting to see what, what uh, if our uh, punter could go or if, or if we go uh, back to the future, so to speak, to our previous punter. Yeah, we don't want Matt Hawk punting the football as far as I'm concerned. Um, he was dreadful. It was after – he was in between Bajorquez and Sam Martin and technically Matt Ariza. So, um, yeah, I really hope Sam Martin's good to go. But also, let, let's just say I hope they never punt the football even once. How about that? Oh, I love that. Yeah, I mean, that that is kind of the, I mean, if you look at the playoffs, our divisional round has been that way. Um, it feels like Josh opening up a little bit. I, I think Matt Hawk, listen, Matt Hawk is a very safe punter, and in the playoffs, it's kind of what you want. He's not going to put the ball and change the field for you, but what he is going to do is uh, he's going to be safe. He's going to be a great holder, and a little bit of a stabilizing presence for Bass. Hawk did held for Bass's best season as a kicker. Well, we will see what happens uh, tomorrow night in Orchard Park as Kansas City comes to town and hosts the Bills 6.30 kickoff. It will be televised nationally on CBS. Uh, let me ask both your opinions because my wife, when I called her and we are talking about the game, she's like, oh, I couldn't stand the announcers. They were so pro Pittsburgh and this and that. And I was like, Nancy Romo, I thought they loved Buffalo. And uh, being at the game, you know, you don't hear the announcers. So, what was your take on Nancy Romo's call of the game last week? I, I liked it. I mean, I'm not a huge Romo fan, but I think he did a good job. You know, he he didn't do as much grandstanding as he normally does, or as much hyperbole as he normally does. It seems like he's almost reined it in, like. Like he did during his first year, he during his first season as a commentator, he heard criticism, he heard what people were saying, was like, okay, I'll change up my style, as any good commentator does. Um, but then I think with all the accolades and all the praise, kind of got through his head, and then now he's, you know, I think he's in his fourth or fifth season as a commentator. I think he's kind of dialed it back. He's done um, just, you know, a perfect amount. Him and Al Michaels balance very well, where he lets Michaels go he also lets the play breathe um and i I really enjoyed the commentary team actually i thought they did a really good job you know part of the thing if you remember when 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 teams are down and they have really no chance and pittsburgh was in that situation that um you know they uh they try to keep people interested and that's what they were doing um 
Yeah. His so, fan club's calling right yeah. now. Yeah. Actually, the person that was just calling me, my wife, Brad's mom. Uh, from Why don't Air- you go take that call? Back in Arizona, she's the one that always reminds me that, hey, they got to keep fans interested. And I thought they did a great job calling the game and balanced. Um, and, you know, in the, and uh, Buffalo, uh, they missed, They pointed out that uh, there were a couple interference calls missed against Pittsburgh. That, so uh, I think they're, they're a great team. All right, well, they'll be on the call this week, and like I said, 6.30 coming up from Highmark Stadium. Uh, taking a look at the weather for tomorrow, uh, like I said, it's going to be forecasted to be clear, but it's going to be cold uh, by kickoff. Uh, it's going to be about 24 degrees, mostly cloudy skies. Winds are going to be minimal, coming in about west-southwest at 11 miles per hour. So favorable um, from a comparison um, it's still going to be cold, but it's not going to be extremely windy. There's not going to be any kind of precipitation. Um, and we saw Kansas City playing the cold. I heard this week, I, I, I haven't had a chance to validate it, so please correct me if I'm wrong. Four players had some kind of frostbite last week. Um, so I hope they're ready for the elements again because, it, without a doubt, it, it's still going to be cold, but might feel like a heat wave a little bit for some of those Kansas City folks. Uh, 24 degrees as opposed to like zero or whatever the negative windshield was. Yeah, it is. It's, it's going to be a little bit warmer, but it definitely is. Um, it, it's a different element coming into Buffalo, just the being in that stadium with all the snow, seeing the snow explosions after touchdowns. Yes, it's going to be a little bit warmer than the negative 30 they played, but at the same time, it's one of those, you know, do you really notice the difference between 12 and negative 10? At a certain point, you're just like, I'm cold. Well, my plea tomorrow is, unlike the divisional game a year ago, for the Bills to show up. Just show up and play. Get a pass rush. Get something home. Play cover. Get the offense off the field. Force punts. Force turnovers. Some signs of life. There was none of that in that game last year against Kansas City, and that's what I want to see. Even if they don't win, I want to see some fight with this team. Uh, is they're playing for their playoff lives here? Yeah, and I think that's is like you exactly like you said, Brad. And they've been fighting for their playoff lives since the first Chiefs game. Yes, um, and that's a dangerous team who kind of knows like. You, if you can get yourself into that mindset earlier where you're like, nope, I every single play, I leave everything out there, it, it's a dangerous team to play. Those are teams normally that have you know some more deeper runs into the playoffs. Well, um, some other final thoughts on this one. All right, I'll talk about Rasheed Rice because I can't not. Um, I started covering Rasheed Rice when he uh, started playing varsity football in uh, North Richland Hills, Texas, at Richland High School. They were the Rebels then. Uh, since then, they've changed their mascot name to the Royals, but uh, covered all three years of his varsity play there. And I saw something special with him year one and just saw him take off year after year. Um, I think for the tailgate tomorrow, just to be a nerd, I might cut together some of my calls from him and make a, a rice reel uh, just as a little bit of a tribute. I love the kid. Phenomenal Guy, I only had a chance to meet him once. I only just saw him from the press box, but um, was really excited to see him get in the NFL. Really hoped he would have ended up here. Doesn't always work out that way. It didn't, but wish him the best. Look forward to seeing him in person tomorrow. 
Brad, he's been such a fun guy to watch. It's one of those that you're annoyed where he went to the perfect team, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, you could, I couldn't be any happier for the kid. I was like, not only did you get drafted, but you got drafted by the defending Super Bowl champions with one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, you, you made out well, young man. All right, well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. Give us some final thoughts going into this win-or-go-home divisional game. Go Bills. All right. Well, big thanks to our special guest here, uh, Mark Eichhorn, up here from Goodyear, Arizona. My dad, a native of Williamsville and a uh, hardcore Bills fan. Well, maybe not as much as me, but uh, ask anyone. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. Find our work across Twitter at DHS Buffalo at Bills Bruiser at TWKLN. DHS. Uh, I believe he's at M. Icorn, and you can find us at Facebook.com slash Buffalo Bills Draft House and DraftHouseSports.com. For Alex Jones, I am Brad the Bruiser Icorn. Go Bills! This has been the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. Available on Spotify, Odyssey, Prime Music, Audible, or wherever you get your podcasts. In our street media production. <laughs>